return to our regularly scheduled program. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello, uh, welcome to episode number 12. 12 of Tyler Lynch on standby. A uh, quick little update for you. Still on standby. Yep. No job as of right now. We'll be sure to let you know if that happens. And uh, really, no Chad Kroger update for this episode. Still haven't heard from him. Uh, presumably, I think it's safe to say that he, he hates us. And I think that that's <laughs> probably still where things stand. Or at least he hates Lynch. Is there any update? No, nothing yet. No? Okay. <laughs> Producer Alexi is here once again. Thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, uh, no chat update. Still getting lots of people commenting on all of Nickelback's socials and tagging <laughs> us in the comment section. So please uh, continue to do that. Go to Nickelback's Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook. Just leave as many comments as you can. Uh, we'll give you a participation ribbon. The more com- Whoever leaves the most comments is going to get a participation ribbon. We'll mail it out to you. I'll get one from the dollar store. Uh, and it'd be much appreciated. Maybe that'll help. Get Chad yeah, Kroger on the podcast. Help? I think so. I okay. think if you just poke the bear, eventually the bear gives in. That's that's what happens? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was yeah, always the bears taught. Just, when you poke bears, they just lie down. Like, okay, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I learned in outdoor school. Uh, they were like, yeah, just poke the bear. Just keep poking it. And eventually the bear will be like, all right, fine. It tickles a little bit. No, I'll just go. stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, big thank you to uh, 604. Uh, records and also uh, the Comedy Here Often podcast network, of course, and everybody emailing Tyler and Lynch at gmail.com. Please send your emails in. I got this message, uh, and it wasn't from uh, a listener. Well, he does listen, but it's from my brother. Oh, your brother. Okay. Yeah, and we've talked about my brother before. He he works for the Department of National Defense. He just got a promotion. Uh, he's a very smart kid. Um, but because he does stuff for the government, I'm not convinced that he's ever actually working. Uh, he just always like just in the middle of the workday, he said, Hey, you think uh, dark commentary is intense? Have you ever watched BattleBots? Oh, have either of you watched BattleBots yes, before? No. I love BattleBots. I did not realize that BattleBot commentary was quite intense. I pulled this from one of the matches. Minotaur just pulverized. Oh, man. The clock is winding down. It's winding down. Oh, we got Lawrence Burke. Hit him. Keep hitting him. Oh. He's on fire. Blackman. The robot's literally on fire. Yeah. If you've never watched BattleBots, it's so intense. It's like cage fighting for robots. Yeah, it's great. Except they're not like scary robots, okay? They look like... Roombas with sawzalls attached to them, like and the, flamethrowers, yeah, yeah, and like weird, like hammer things. And then they just put these ro- these nerds all get together. I'm gonna classify them all as nerds, and they get together. They start a cage fighting thing, and then they basically like remote control make the robots fight until one of them catches on fire or gets destroyed. And like around the edge of the cage, there's all sorts of like weird saws that you can like push the robot to yeah. do and stuff. It's intense, and they take the commentary very seriously. But but what is it not slightly alarming? That's someone who works for our government. That's what they're doing in the middle of the workday. Hey, like man. this guy has top security clearance for the country and he's spending his day watching battle bots. Maybe he's getting ideas from these guys. Yeah, it's inspiration. That's Probably. <laughs> like our, our Navy needs battle bots. That's how the next wars are going to be fought. You never know. I saw a thing yesterday where uh, the U.S. Navy, they're using what looks like to be like Iron Man jetpacks to get from ship to ship. So they're not using helicopters anymore. Jetpacks are a real thing. Yeah. These, these guys 
fly too, like literally, and they just cruise. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they land right on the other ship. It's it's very like Iron Man like. My brother was like, "I'm really into hydroponics right now," and I was like, "Are you growing weed?" And he's like, "No, it's for work. We're developing a program." I'm like, "Are you growing weed on ships? Like, what else do you?" <laughs> yeah. What, what, what do you mean? Well, they're trying to uh, develop. I don't even know how much of this I'm supposed to say. We're already too far. In. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's going to get drunk. They're developing this like program so they can like grow their own crops and vegetables on the ship so they could stay out at sea longer. So that's one of the projects he's working on right now is like basically growing vegetables and shipping containers on our naval ships. Wow. Okay. Which makes sense. And I was like, oh, why not? Yeah. Not weed. I, I didn't know you. Did other things with I'm hydroponics. sure that there's one of the container ships. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. One of the containers has got weed in it. He's also getting into 3D printing. That's like his new venture at work. So they got him like a 3D printer. And uh, he asked if they could put it in his apartment. And they're like, no, it's like a $20,000 printer. No. And basically, he's just doing prototypes. But they're just going to there's a lot of the ships. It's scary when you talk to him. But like a lot of the ships are really old and I guess you can't get parts for them anymore. So he's going to start like 3D printing the parts that they need because you can't buy them anymore. That's pretty cool. So he's in charge of all that. But then he's just at home watching BattleBots. It's the middle of the workday right now. He's in Montreal. It's when we're recording nine o'clock here. So what's that there? Twelve. Twelve. Middle of the workday. Let's call him and see. First off, he shouldn't answer. You would think, you know, (laughs) but I bet you will. And I bet you he's doing nothing. Let's just prove a point that government workers don't work. <laughs> One ring. Oh, hello, Trevor. How are you? Uh, good. Can I call you back in like five minutes? Why? Are you working? No, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> we just wanted to see if you were working and f- figured because, you know, government stuff, you probably weren't. And it seems like we were right. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why shit on company time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye-bye now. <laughs> bye-bye. Told you. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that was... He probably isn't super thrilled that that's out there, but you know, you, you, what are you doing? It's Taking a, bottle, a shit? Bodily function. He's got to do what he's got to do. Um, speaking of money, though, you sent me this clip. You're uh, you're pretty excited about your Dogecoin once I again. I am very excited about Alexi, my Dogecoin. Lynch is rich. How much is Dogecoin up? It was up this morning to 74 cents, and I was up like another grand. When you say it's up what? to 74 cents. So, okay, when I bought into it, it was less than four cents. Okay. And that's like the stock? Yes. Yeah, so that's per like per coin, pretty much. Per coin was four cents. Yes. And now it's 74. 74 that's a cents. Huge that's increase. A massive jump. So, how much more money? You said you're up a grand? Yeah. Overnight. Overnight. What? Yeah. And now Dogecoin's <sighs> everywhere. The clip you sent me was from at Dogecoin Barber on TikTok. This guy's really into cutting hair and Dogecoin. Uh, and he had this to say. Major Dogecoin update for Major League Baseball. The Oakland Athletics, a.k.a. the Oakland A's. Mr. Dave Caval, president of the Oakland A's, announced we just processed our first Dogecoin transaction in MLB history. Dogecoin at the moon. Enough said. So is the idea there that MLB is now accepting Dogecoin? Yeah, certain teams are. In fact, uh, the A's, they tweeted Mm -hmm. out yesterday... Join us at the ballpark as the Blue Jays roll into town. Two seat pods in the plaza infield are available for 100 Dogecoin for the whole series. So 100 Dogecoin, if there's 74 cents a coin, 
Oh, I'm not going to be able to do no, this math. The, the math is going to be That's tough. $740? Mm, I don't know. That man. seems ridiculous yeah. for yeah. two baseball tickets, right? But when, when they sent this out, it was yeah. at 50 cents a doge. So that's why it's up so much because yeah. now MLB is like, we'll accept Dogecoin. Yeah. This is crazy. I can't and believe you got I, in I to, on the ground floor. I had to check in to see if like Elon Musk this morning was tweeting about it. And no, he hasn't said anything because usually <laughs> when he tweets, the price of uh, Doge goes up. Right. So he hasn't mentioned it. He's he too busy tweeting it. about SNL, which he's hosting this weekend. Why is Elon Musk hosting SNL? He's not funny. He's no. not remotely funny. He's so weird. Once again, we, we're not sure if he's like a cool billionaire or an evil billionaire. <laughs> No one really knows at this point. And now he's hosting SNL. Did you see him tweeting out? Like, he's like, need some skit ideas. He kept calling it skits. <laughs> it's like, you don't even need some skit ideas. And then he was tweeting out some pretty horrible ones. He's tweeted out, how about Baby Shark and Shark Tank merge to form Baby Shark Tank? That seems horrible. <laughs> it honestly does. It's, it's funny that he thinks it's a good idea. Like, the, that makes it funny. But the actual, what would that be? Just a bunch of babies... Denying people money. their ideas, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like crushing people's it. dreams. I don't. He also tweeted out Irony Man, which uh, defeats villains using the power of irony. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you can see that on SNL, right? Can you imagine being an SNL writer? You're like, I've spent my whole life working in comedy writing, and now fucking Elon Musk is telling me how to do my job on Twitter <laughs> with these horrendous ideas. I'd be offended. I wouldn't want to do the episode. I would purposely make him tank. I would just write him the worst sketches. I, I heard that like a lot of the the actors are not yeah, happy but with they're it. They're all upset for like political reasons, right? Like they don't necessarily agree with things he's done with like COVID. I think it has more to do with that than like uh, we don't think he's funny because they've had some terribly unfunny people host yeah, the show before. You know, like, it's their job to make yeah hosted. Wait, SNL and I love Gretzky, but it Athletes wasn't a good one. Should not be hosting that. No. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how by the time you watch this, maybe the Elon Musk episode is out. Maybe it's the funniest episode of all time and we're just I wrong, just, but I really don't think it's gonna go great. I just hope that he mentions Dogecoin. I really do. <laughs> My fingers are crossed. Because if he does, it's going to go up. What can you buy right now with Dogecoin? And if you don't know what Dogecoin is, it's a cryptocurrency that started as a joke. But now is real for some reason. Well, you but can, what can you actually like, MLB stuff? Okay, of course. put that away. NBA stuff okay. with Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban is a big supporter of that. And um, I guess if you just hold on to it, and you can cash in for for cash, cash, you much like cash much cash? much like uh, Bitcoin. Not cash, 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 cash. You know, <laughs> yeah. cash, cash. <laughs> I know, I'm really excited about it. So keep on going to the moon. Are you going to pull it out at any point and take that no. money that you've made? You're going to leave it in there. I hope it tanks. I'm I hope you lose it. it all. I hope. Why? I are, hope, you just I hope are you just upset you end- that you didn't buy in when I bought in? I hope that at some point you have to pay the Dogecoin people. You have to give them money. That's how much you lose. <laughs> There's like a rich dog. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was with Ray-Bans on. Yeah. <laughs> it's my rich dog face. It's what? Puckered lips. The snide look. <laughs> That's it. Everyone listening is like, what the fuck is happening? I'm just making dog faces. Um, so you're not going to spend it either, right? Like not you, yet. No, no? I'm going to okay. keep going, man. So boring. Dude, it's been up like 40 cents this past week. You always want to talk about it because it's up and you're like, let's talk about Dogecoin. But you have nothing exciting to say about it. I'm just I excited that, that it keeps deep, going up. Yeah, you're like, excited, but you're not going to spend it on anything. You're not pulling it out. You're not investing. It's boring. It went up again Stop bringing just it up now. if you're not going to do anything with it. No one cares. It just went up again. That's no one the cares. Thing. No one cares. 
Uh, what's an NFT? Do you know what an NFT is? Uh, what is it? Non-fungible. Fungible token. token. Yeah. So basically an NFT is like what the world of like um, trading cards is going to now. Okay. So it's it's pretty cool, but they're like all like one of a kind trading cards. And it's not just like, you know, athletes and stuff like that. It's like memes. You remember yeah. Jack Jack Dorsey, like the CEO of Twitter, his first tweet was sold for like in the millions, I think, or it might have. I forget the exact number. It was a lot. $900,000, maybe in the millions. Uh, it, it sold for that as an NFT and some like billionaire bought it uh, and now owns that tweet as a, this. But it's on the Internet. It's a very confusing thing. Yeah, but you own like, let, let's say, for example, the Mona Lisa. Yeah, there's only one of those. Right. Yes. And there's tons of prints. Right. So all the ones on the Internet are just prints. But you own that specific one. Right. So this first tweet, as an example, though, there's nine million screenshots of that tweet. And I could ha- I could look it up right now and print it off and hang it on my wall if I wanted you could to. If you want to, but it's not an original. Oh, God, people are buying. People are buying these things and they're going for a lot of money. I think I a learned lot. what the blockchain is. Do you know what the blockchain? No, what's the blockchain? How do you not know what the blockchain is if you're into cryptocurrency? It's how it works. That's why okay, there's no well, bank. Okay, explain it to me then. The blockchain. So basically when you make a transaction with your debit card, right? You go up to wherever, 7-Eleven. Okay. And you're like, I'm buying a Coca-Cola and it's $2. You tap your card, like boop, boop, through space, goes to your bank. Your bank very quickly is like, okay, checks Tyler's account. Tyler's account has this much money, then transfers that to 7-Eleven's account. They then get an increase and that all happens really quick. And super reliably, the bank has never really fucked that up, which is pretty amazing because the bank fucks up everything. Yes. Um, But for decades now, it's been a very reliable system. Now, the way cryptocurrency works is they don't have banks, obviously. So they have what they call the blockchain, which is basically every transaction of cryptocurrency is done on like a public record. And all these computers and these individuals track it. And then you can go through. And it's basically just your bank account, except public and that's how it works with weird that is public hey yeah yeah see basically it'll go through and these computer systems say you wanted to spend 10 cryptocurrency at 7-eleven the blockchain in this like group of computers and this public group will be like oh lynch has 10 bitcoin because he recently bought 100 so we can move his down to 90 and then we send 10 over to 7-eleven's thing and it's that's how they're skipping the banks huh I'm that's sure there's someone smart listening that's like, that's not blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever you just described was not remotely accurate. I'm sure. Yeah, like, like, I watched a YouTube doc. I went down a wormhole. I was trying to figure out this whole cryptocurrency thing. And I just don't. I still think you're wasting your time. There's so much better stuff on the Internet, like TikTok. Like which, TikTok. Like TikTok. Okay. Which leads us to our next segment. I found this comedian. He's like a, he's an amateur comedian. Uh, he's a comedian and he also works at Ikea. So he's at that level of comic. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> He was doing these TikTok videos and they've kind of gotten viral. I'm not sure if he got fired for it. Um, And his name is Scott Sice, S-I-E-S-S. I I just want to make sure he gets credit for these. And I found a compilation video, but I broke it up. So there's two here. And he just uh, depicts what it's like to be a retail worker, specifically at Ikea. But I feel like if you work in any sort of retail or ever have, you could probably relate to his attitude. Are you ready for this? There's two here. You just lost yourself a customer. You think I own this business? You think I own Ikea? I'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice. I don't give a shit. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? 
Have them call me, I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I worked retail. <laughs> you deal with those people all the time. Where did you work retail? I worked in the Sony store. What was your least favorite aspect of dealing with the public when you worked in retail? Because I've never worked in retail. Dealing with the public? With just people who think that they know more than you. It's like, I do training courses, man. <laughs> I spend like a week with like the Sony nerds telling me the ins and outs of all this shit. And you don't know it as much as I do. You seem to think that you know more about these upcoming products. Nobody knows because they haven't let it out yet. <laughs> Shut up. I think you would love this guy's TikTok account then because that it's all problems just like that. That You go find the compilation video. It's like five minutes long. He's done so many of these and he's been doing them How forever. How could he get fired for doing that stuff, man? I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know if he did. I don't want to put that they out there. They should be giving him a promotion. That's what I don't understand with these companies is like, I forget what it was. It was like a, it was a paint company. Uh, one, what, what's a paint company? What's a big paint? Like Bear? Benjamin Moore? Yeah, Benjamin Moore, something like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, like one of these house paint companies. And this guy created a TikTok account where he would just film the like swirling of the paint and like the mixing. And it would, it was like, like under like satisfied. Oh, this yeah. is so that satisfying is pretty cool to watch. When you watch him it do is that. cool. Huh. And then like the paint company found out that he was doing that and fired him. Why? And he had like millions of followers. It was like, fire him, promote him to run your social media. Like yeah. he just created an account out of nothing using your product and got millions of followers. And then you're going to fire him. He's giving you free promotion. Right. Man. And they're like, yeah. Oh, he's doing it on company time. It's like, he's promoting you. Especially that one. It's not offensive. He's not complaining. You know what I mean? I was like, promote that guy. Doing it on doing? company time. You got to wait anyways for the damn paint yeah, to mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not anything, wasting time. He's doing yeah. twice the work. Yes. Yeah. This guy, on the other hand, though, like he's really complaining about the actual job. So I could see Ikea. Was but me. still, Ikea, they're getting free promotion out of this here, too. Like and right. every person who works in retail yeah. has gone through this same crap. Yeah, he's got more. I got a couple more here. I know the sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? We can't go backwards. Time marches on. You want the sale from 15 years ago, too? When's it end, Diane? <laughs> you want that price? You're going to have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. Man, yes. how many times have you heard people ask that? Like, oh, oh this was time. on sale last week. Well, it's not. Like, 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 and I just the, for me, it was like, this is on sale at Best Buy. Good for them. Uh, Go there. Uh, I don't care. I'm not getting the money. Uh, I'm on an hourly wage. That sucks. That was another one that he had. He's like, well, this is cheaper at the other stores. And he's like, then shop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. Tell her she should be embarrassed. She raised someone to act like a baby in public. You want to speak to the manager, please? The manager doesn't know what's going on. Haven't you ever worked anywhere before? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. They're so funny. That was them. Yeah, yeah. I spent. <laughs> God, I don't even know. I watched them. I've watched that video like 10 times. There's so many more of them. If you're bored today, which if you're listening to us, you probably are. Go down <laughs> that wormhole and just watch that guy's videos. He's super funny. And I hope he gets like, I don't know. He's a funny comic. You know, and he, like it's sometimes just like that one thing kicks off a comic's career. So like, it'd be really cool if he doesn't have to work at Ikea anymore. I hope so. I hope he gets a spotlight. Yeah, that. yeah. That's good. Good for him. Very funny. I liked one that I, I didn't include here where the person's like, do you know how much money I spend here? He's like, that sounds like a you problem. He's like, this isn't PBS. We don't thank our donors. 
Oh, it's so good. Or in the sale one where he's like, time marches on. (laughs) It's like, I love that because it's also deep. Look inward. It's so good. It's so good. He's great. You want that sale from 15 years ago? Go F yourself. (laughs) Was that that your worst job? No. No? What's your worst job? Probably my worst job. I've had a few really bad jobs. My worst job would be uh, as a roger. A roger? So what we did is we had to rogue canola fields. What is, and what I know does this, roguing mean? So what you do is you go through the canola fields. There's like a, a line of you. It's like almost like a search party line. Okay. You're going through the field, but you got to like um, pull out the, uh, the male plants. Okay. And the male plants have like a, looks penis. like a little penis in yeah, the middle yeah. of the flower. Yeah. So you got to pull those things out because they don't pro- pollinate properly. If they're still Does it look there? more like a clit or a penis? Let's be honest. Size-wise. No, it just sticks out. This is probably pretty clit-like. A little, little peen. Anyways, okay. Anyways, you had to go through that and pull them out, but you couldn't wear shoes because your shoes would get stuck in the mud because sometimes it would be up to like almost your knee. And there's, of course, being in a canola field with lots of flowers, there's lots of bees and wasps <laughs> and everything. And I got stung so many damn times on the bottom of my feet and my legs and everything. That uh, it was a horrible job. How old were you? Uh, like 17? 16, you were doing 17? that at 17? Yeah, 16. You didn't have a real job by that point? That was just like a summer morning thing because you could only do it in the morning. It's too hot during the day. And that night, we used I would to pick work. rocks. It was the same idea. You walk through the field and someone yeah, falls on the tracker and you have to pick up all the big rocks because they'll fuck up the combines and the other tractors. And it was a too. nightmare. That's brutal. So, very similar thing. Um, but yeah, I did that when I was like 13. By the time I was like 17, I had a real job. Dude, I made a lot of money. <laughs> I made a lot of like lots of money and gas money. That's where most of my money came from. Can I they- just like clarify, this is not a thing against farming. Okay. Farming is a real job. That farming part is of it tough. is what you pay children to do. That's, that's, that's why. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to do that. Yeah. No, they gotta, because they, they have heavy actual machinery. work to do. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. It's not a slight at farming. Just- and then at night, I would work at an old folks home. Where I'd have to uh, serve the meals to all the old people. And that was the worst. Pea and carrot night was horrible (laughs) because super shaky. (laughs) They would get like three peas and they'd be on the floor and then they'd roll around in their wheelchairs and they'd be mushed everywhere. And I'd have to clean the floors afterwards. I remember getting like written up for drinking cranberry juice because I wasn't allowed to drink the cranberry juice. Cranberry juice is for the old people. And I, they, got, they caught me drinking cranberry juice on the job and they wrote me up for it. And meanwhile, I, was, I sent my rebuttal to them. I was like, well, half of these glasses are filled with cranberry juice still. They don't drink at all. Like, what's one glass that I'm going to drink? And like, well, you can drink some of there. I'm like, no, there's peas floating in the drinks. I'm not drinking the old people cranberry juice. It's disgusting. So their solution was drink the leftover cranberry juice? That's like- what they told me to do. Oh God, that's pre-COVID, eh? They're like, yeah, oh, yeah share so, cups so with them. Share <laughs> cups with them. It's great. <laughs> Fuck it. What a horrible idea that is. Yeah. Uh, that's how the virus started, okay? God. Uh, Alexi, you ever have a horrible job? Yeah. What was your, what's your worst job? Well, before- this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's this one. Uh, no, I used to cook before I got into music. Oh, um, Yeah, yes. so like lots of kitchen jobs, but the worst was I worked at a country club. And the members are awful. Yeah, rich people are the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. That's yeah. why Lynch is so, uh, like, 
Can't even stand him since Dogecoin. Dude, you know? I know. I'm sorry. I, this money's just gone to my head. I know. He bought this new jacket and he thinks he's rich. <laughs> I know. Like he's got a zipper in the front. Um, so working in the country club is the worst just because the people? Yeah, the people. Yeah. Um, but we made it better because we would always sneak alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I had friends that like did I have a golf course. Yeah. 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 I had friends that worked at golf courses and golf course jobs like. See, yeah, you get some bad people, but it seems like a cool place. I mean, you're so far away from your boss. Like you yeah. can go like, if you're on like the seventh hole, you're so far away from where anyone could see you. You can kind of get away with anything back oh, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to run this like little kitchen that was like a poolside situation and it was so far away from the rest of the building and all of the people there. And it'd be me and like one of my friends. Right. And we would serve alcohol there and we would just like drink all day and we're so far away and we'd have one person like looking out for our boss. Yeah, yeah. The other two of us in the back just like eating food. The kitchen life is a weird one. Like some people love, like obviously there's chefs and they love what they do. And like I worked in a couple kitchens growing up and like paid my way through school uh, working in a kitchen. And just, I love to cook, but I would not want to work at a kitchen like for the speed and like it's so hot in there and it's so sweaty and it's so tense and like the eight hours like flies by although it's never eight hours it always seems to be longer it flies by but just like the speed of it i would never i love to cook but i could never do it for a living like i like a slow cook i take my time you know like (laughs) i loved it i loved it so much like I, that was my first job was working and, and doing all that and, and being bad. Um, but then I ended up taking it more seriously. And that was so much fun because then I, I had like a more of a leadership position and I got to yell at people. And that was so much fun. I right. got to yell at people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but it was so necessary. It wasn't like sadistic. It was like, I like, you're right. It's like fast paced. Yeah. It's crazy. And everyone's yelling at everybody in the kitchen. Like like Gordon Ramsay style all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a reason that character exists, you know, and it's because that person exists in a lot of kitchens. That like was, maybe was, not to like the extent of how mean he is, but just like yelling. It's constantly yelling. Cause it's loud in there too. Like you got hood fans going and like deep fryers, like it's loud. Oh, yeah. So everyone's just always yelling at everybody. It's too fast paced for me. I was not a fan. Although it was a great job in college. Because the the owner of the restaurant was super cool and knew I was super broke, so he'd just give me tons of food. Like like I never oh, had to do cool. grocery shop. Yeah, yeah, he'd just be like, "Here's like forty eight frozen chicken fingers. We're not going to use or whatever." And I'm yes. like, "Nice chicken fingers for the week." <laughs> so, uh, and then like head chef guy, he he had just moved to this was in Toronto. He had just moved from the Barbados to Toronto, so it was kind of cool to like learn. Uh, his cooking style a little bit just because like Toronto has such a like big like Caribbean scene um, and culture that uh, it was kind of cool to learn some like Caribbean cooking styles from him like things I still remember like and he would do everything from scratch even though he like didn't need to but just that's what he was used to and that was his style so he's a good guy Uh, real harsh accent no one could understand him (laughs) except like I like I remember I went in for my first day of training and he was training me and I was like how the fuck (laughs) but then you know a couple weeks in you get like real used to it and then i was basically had to like play translator for him like every like the servers would be like what did he say and be like oh he said this uh good guy i wonder what he's doing i wonder i wonder if he's watching this i hope he is (laughs) so is is like working in a kitchen was that bruno mars he would only this is when bruno mars was in his hype like and not like 24 karat magic like cool funky bruno like after he got caught doing cocaine like 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 pre I'm like grenade Bruno Mars, you know, like I catch a grenade for you. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> was that for my singing or was that? That was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just funny to watch him just belt out grenade. Anyways. So was that your worst job working in the kitchen there? No, no, no. My worst job was probably, I don't know. I was pretty grateful. I always had like good, maybe the job we just got fired from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't that bad, but come on. <laughs> Oh, let's not go into those details. Uh, I love doing radio, but that was an interesting position to hold. Um, no, growing up, I was I worked at two like car race tracks, which like sucks because I was never into car racing at all. And I worked at like two like the one tracks called uh, it's like Canadian Tire Motorsport Park now. It used to be called Mossport. Like at one point had Formula One and like still has like the America Le Mans series, which is like a big racing series. And like, I just didn't care at all about cars then. And then now I'm like pretty into formula one. And I was like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> where was that? I was a, yeah. Yeah. Like, why didn't I care then when I was around it all the time? Um, I think the worst one was I worked at the country cafe in my hometown, which was another kitchen job. And the job itself was fine, but the, the boss was kind of a dick. And then one day it was Thanksgiving. I went in for the breakfast shift early morning cafe. So it was like 5am start or something. And at like 10, the breakfast rushes over and he's like, okay, I got to like run out. And I was like, okay, but like my shift ends at noon and I have family coming over for Thanksgiving. So like, make sure you're back. And then he just never showed up. This he is the boss. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't show back up until like 7 PM that night. You stayed until and seven I stayed. And I was the, I was like 14 and I was the only cook in the whole restaurant. And then I had to, I had to do like the lunch rush all by myself and then the dinner rush all by myself. And I could have just left then, but I didn't want to like fuck over all the servers and stuff. Cause like they didn't do anything wrong and they were my friends. So I stayed and I just cooked. And then uh, he came back and he's like, so sorry, I got caught up, blah, blah, blah. Caught and, up with what? Yeah, For yeah. eight hours. What? And then I just never went back. I, I left I and you. I never, I was supposed to go in the next morning and just never showed up, never quit, never anything. And that restaurant's still there and he still owns it. And it's awkward. Cause like, I'll go back to my hometown and I'll see him. And it's just weird. Like he still knows who I am. And uh, yeah, it's just an awkward situation there now, which sucks because the town has one restaurant, that one. That's it? That's <laughs> yeah. the only restaurant? There's also a Chinese restaurant. Every small, Every small town, town has a Chinese restaurant. Um, and I think there's a pizza place now, but it wasn't there when I was a kid. So, hmm. Yeah, that that's, was probably the worst. But I never had any horrible like experiences. Like I always worked. The racetracks were cool. It was like just doing outdoor maintenance, like, like cutting grass, like, but on like the big industrial lawnmowers, which are super fun. It's like, you could sit on that thing for six hours. I just like listen to music, smoke cigarettes and like drink Gatorade. Like, I'm like, this is great. I just sit here for six hours and just drive this thing around. That's fascinating to me though. That, that was your worst job working at that cafe because you used to like put horses down. <laughs> oh God. I didn't put horses down. I worked at a horse racetrack. Yeah, but yeah, and the vets would sometimes put the horses down. Don't put horse murder on me. I'm just saying you were a part of it. You were there. You're like holding yeah. the horse down. It was, I was sad. Like, <laughs> Whoa, it wasn't that. <laughs> Think of my children. Think of my foals. It was traumatizing. The first time I had to do that, I was 13. Oh. And I, yeah, that was that's that job was fine. That was just a, the shittiest aspect of it. And that only happened a couple of times, which is more than you want. <laughs> That's a couple times too many. Yeah. <laughs> no, that job wasn't too bad outside of that. Because um, it was mostly just cutting fields of grass. <laughs> like, I thought like, you were going to say cutting the legs off horses I know, because what? they were so heavy to get them back in the meat wagon. Still can't look at a glue stick. <laughs> 
but still can't look at a glue stick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every time I use a hot glue gun, it's just a single tear. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> Nessie. <laughs> Butter stuff. This is so sad, but also I so badly want this bejeweled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Speaking of dead, you sent me a story uh, that I'm going to let you read out. Uh, this happened where in Ontario? Yeah, it was in Ontario. It's it's out it's a there. weird one. So a Canadian drummer by the name of uh, Bonnie Brent recently passed away here in April, um, and they gave him his family gave him a rather unusual, I guess you could say, send off. His family uh, they wanted to dress him up in an Adidas yellow tracksuit, pimp, very uh-huh. pimp, yellow, old, yeah, and then they propped him up. Behind a drum kit, they put <laughs> drumsticks in his hand and had a massive like flower display behind him. And then the family even played audio of him playing drums while the funeral was taking place. That's but this guy is like, I don't know how they got him to sit up like that, like rigor mortis. Yeah. But he's just sitting there like just ready to play. They should have puppeted him right up, like hands on strings and like had him <laughs> yeah. out. Just like taxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't just sit him there. It's obvious he's not drumming. Put some strings on, you know, <laughs> production value, fishing line. You can't see it on camera. Right. They called it his last performance. And then when the performance was done, then they put him in a normal casket. How do you get a guy who you've propped up already in a chair with drumsticks in his hand into a normal casket? You just bend him. You just bend him. Like, I don't know how Rega Mortis, like, how tough it is to rebend arms and limbs and stuff like that. But like, what? I know nothing about rigor mortis. If anyone here would know anything about rigor mortis, you would think it'd be you because you worked in an old folks home. So, <laughs> whoa, okay. There were some lovely people there. I tried to get uh, I'm not to saying they're not lovely. Will. I'm saying we all die. Okay? Yeah, I know. I know. It's very true. But still, I don't know. You never had to deal with one dead person at the old folks home? No one died? Oh yeah, there was people, but yeah, yeah. It, it went like under the radar. The, 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 the table spot was just like never filled. <laughs> so and then sad. there'd be a new one that would just roll in one day. I was like, oh, you're new. I don't know if we've talked <laughs> about this before. Welcome to death. <laughs> I used to live on the same street as an old folks home and I would get like frustrated. Like, as I thought it, I was like, this is perfect. It was right when we got mornings like years ago for the first time. And I was like, I'm going to be going to bed early. It'll be quiet, quiet neighborhood, old people. They're quiet. Not forgetting that they have a lot of medical emergencies. So like mm-hmm. every day it's just ambulance sirens up and down the street. And like, it's the middle of the night. And I'm like, just let them go. You know, like it's midnight. Like <laughs> morbid. No, just put them on ice and pick them up in the morning. Like, why do we need the sirens? Jesus, man. It's always waking me up. Um, what do you want to happen when you die? This is a lot. And I've one thing that I find really interesting from the, the writing of the article is it's his family's wishes for him. It's not like he wrote a note and was like, this is what I want. Like his family decided to do that for him. Prop him up behind the drum kit. Maybe they were trying and to I'm honor sure, him. Yeah, I'm sure he probably would have loved it. But like, it's weird that that's what the family wanted and not like, oh, well, this is what he asked for. Um, so that's a weird one. But what do you want to happen when you die? Do you have any big plans for your funeral? You gotta, you're getting close. So you got to be, I'm <laughs> sure you close. filled out the will and everything. I do have a will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I in it? 
I'm not telling you. I might have to change it now. <laughs> My God. So what do you want to happen when you die? You know what I thought? Because funerals suck. They do suck. Yeah. You know what I think would be cool? Is like, because I want to be cremated. I don't want to. Have- Most definitely. I have a paranoia about waking up in yeah. the casket. I think that's come up before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's I don't how want- paranoid I am about it. Cremate me, yes. Either Kill Bill did that for me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that to happen. I don't know those skills where I can punch an inch and open the casket up and then I have to dig my way out. No, just cremate me. Even if I'm sort of semi-alive yeah. and you don't know, you think I'm dead, put me out that way. Yeah, I agree. But I want my, my ashes put into like a firework or something. <laughs> and then you just shoot me off into the sky and poof. I think that'd be pretty cool. Just, you know, this is like that extra step to heaven, which I probably need, but. Fireworks. You want to be put into fireworks. Why not? It's That's, fun. Everybody likes fireworks. Ooh. He just, ah. Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Coat all of your friends with a thin layer of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have, is this something that you've thought of for a long time? Or is this something that you came up with when you read this? No, I w- I've kind of thought about it, but it, I was really thinking about it yesterday when I read that uh, news right. article. Because propping a dude up behind a drum kit, that's a cool way to go. I want my funeral to be a roast. That's like my idea. I want to be dead and I want all my friends to stand up and no one say anything. It can be nice, but it's got to end with a punchline. Like, just roast me. Are you going to have them prop you up, though, in a chair? So it'd be like... Yeah, and I'm just sitting there. People are like, (laughs) with your eyes open, you you don't blink. (laughs) I think it'd be funny. Yeah. And then your friend's just like, we got Tyler over here. Like, uh, he, he wants to be cremated, so... That'll be the second time he gets roasted today. <laughs> there we go. My best friend who will open the roast can use that joke. Not you. My best friend. Your best friend. Yeah, my real best friend. We're not real best friends. We're work. We're coworkers. Um, I really got to change my will now. <laughs> my God. You could be like maybe like eighth on the lineup or something. Eighth? Well, like I have stand-up comic friends, okay? And we're talking about entertainment. They're probably going to be better roasters than you. Wouldn't like the eighth person be like the headliner of your roast though? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, weak spot in the show, we got to put you somewhere in like fourth or sixth, somewhere in that range. You know, start strong, you can dip a little bit, pick up the energy in the middle, <laughs> dip, headliner. So oh, you'll be cool. the dips, All right. one of the dips. All right, perfect. Thank you. Okay, roast me right now. If you're if you're so good at no, it. No, I'm not. I would have to write so, it out. I, no, if you're so good at it, roast me right now. I didn't right say now. I was good at it. There I'm you just go. asking. I just wanted to be your best friend. That's why you're going in the dips. <laughs> you're going in the dips at my funeral roast, which I also want it filmed and I want it to be a Netflix special. <laughs> I'm hope, I hope I, that, that's my goal is I never want uh, to a Netflix special of my own. I just want to get famous enough that my funeral roast could be a special. <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be amazing. That on Netflix? Like celebrity funeral roast? Yeah, don't roast? steal this idea. <laughs> this is my idea, by the way. This is going to happen now. <laughs> I'm sure Jeff Ross is already funny. roasting dead people. I'm sure he has some sort of bit where he That's roasts That's what he does probably people. on Sundays. He goes around and walks to the graveyard and just like picks names and I makes fun of them. I think he does it on his podcast where like if a celebrity dies, he gives them like an honorary roast right after they die. I think, but don't quote me on that. That is actually pretty Jeff funny. Ross. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Jeff Ross. That's who's going to. Jeff Ross is my best friend. He's, he's, he's going to him. He'll still be alive then. For sure. Very healthy guy. <laughs> yeah, um, he is. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about how Alexi had doves. 
Alexia yeah. had pet doves and that still weirds me out. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a weird thing. Birds are, you sent me this bird story as well. You're on a real story kick this week. This family from California returned home uh, after a night out to find 800 birds flew in through their chimney into their home. Uh, a neighbor captured a bunch of it on video and it made it to the news. But like visually, just if you're listening, this is just a house filled with 800 birds and not like a mansion, just a, just a normal uh, house. Yeah, just a humble home. And the video is wild. There's just all these birds swirling around the chimney and then just like all shooting down the chimney. And like they came home to it. In avian invasion over a home in Torrance. It's so hard to explain. And if you don't see it with your own eyes, you'd never believe it. Practically taking a scene out of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. (laughs) Only this flock isn't fictional. It is just all the birds flying in. It's Carrie's crazy. family came home from dinner only to find starlings swarming after swooping down their chimney. I put my hood on, put my mask on. I mean, they were just beaming off my head. Blackbirds <laughs> just flying everywhere. Now surrounded by hundreds of birds and feeling helpless of what to do. Our neighbors called 911. <laughs> we called Carson Sheriff's. Carson Sheriff's called Animal Control. Animal Control basically said, just leave your doors open. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 800 birds in their home, and their solution is leave the door open. <laughs> They'll fly out. They'll fly out. Just leave the door open. What? Could you imagine coming home and there's 800 birds? How many doves did you have? I had five, and that was enough. Yeah, yeah. There Could you imagine? Feathers. And they're in cages, and yeah. it was still a mess. Could you imagine 800 birds flying throughout your home? Did you ever let your doves just like fly around your place? Yeah. yeah you did? Cool. Yeah, because you like you can pick them up, and you're like supposed to hold them, and you hold their wings down. The way if you're like trying to transport them around, so you're just holding this little like unit, <laughs> but then you can like throw them and they just start flying and they'll just fly and like land wherever. Well, that makes sense because if you didn't, they would just like <laughs> drop to the ground, right? And you'd be like, That's a dead bird, like they're not smart, but yeah, they're smart enough. <laughs> oh, like I, I, uh, I had two and then I went away on vacation and I left them with my boyfriend at the time. And when I came back, I had five <laughs> and I like had so much more responsibility. My dad had to build like a custom cage. It was nuts. You're how old were you? I was like maybe sixteen. Sixteen, and you trusted your doves with your high school boyfriend. Yeah, well, he That's like a lot he of trust. incubated them. He did, he did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tony. <laughs> we gotta get Tony down to California because Tony's clearly a bird whisperer, and this lady's got eight hundred birds in her house. This was like a recent story. There's no update, as far as we know. The birds are still in there, and her doors just open. <laughs> Like, Meanwhile, the furniture is now gone. Every, yeah, it's, yeah, co- yeah. it's covered in shit. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a bird in your place is scary. The other day, I have like a kind of a rooftop patio on my place. And it's got like this weird kind of like skylight door to get up to it. And I, so I was walking up. I heard this noise on the roof. And I was like, what the hell? Is, like, there's someone on the roof. And I like opened the skylight thing. And like right beside me was a, a crow. Because I had left a, like a piece of paper towel that had barbecue grease on it. And the crow was trying to pick it up, and it was like, what? like it was like, oh my god! Like, and it was, it was like, like kind of in your house. No, I, I I closed the thing really quick, luckily, but it like it was close. The crow was almost in my apartment, and I have a real hard time with crows. Crows scare me. There was a crow in the dumpster the other day. I have an open dumpster for some reason, just into the alley, which seems like a horrible idea. Last summer, I went to throw something in there, and a family of raccoons was like, Aah! and I was like, holy shit! Oh no! And then last week, same. I think it's the same crow. I think he just lives at my building now. 
I went to throw something in the dumpster and then all the air and it's in like a it's covered, but it's open to the alley. So it flew up and like flew into the roof above and into the side like it is just feathers going everywhere and it scared the living shit out of me. So I could not imagine what it would be like to actually be inside your place because they just yeah. they freak out like yeah, they, they do all over the place. I've had a bird in my place before. Really? Yeah. I this was living. One? No, I was living. Uh, this is when I was living in uh, Manitoba. I was had uh, four other roommates and we left the patio doors open and a bird flew in and it was terrifying this thing was just going all over the place and my buddy had a dog and the dog was ripping around the house chasing this damn bird around destroying the living room that just sounds like the benny hill theme song <laughs> it totally could have been could have had that in the background for sure but it took forever to get the bird out did it destroy anything the bird didn't destroy anything the dog destroyed everything but the bird shit all over the place nothing like these 800 birds though no, 800 birds in your place. That's too many birds. Like one bird was enough. Oh, yeah. How crazy would it be if she like got attached to the birds? And then it's like, oh, I want to keep one. Crazy bird lady. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like from Home Alone 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bird, like what? Like, because it's 800 birds. I'm assuming they're all the same type of bird, right? Because they're all like hanging yeah, together. Yeah, they were saying that they were migrating. Yeah, they yeah. said. But like migrating got down your chimney? Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, like, you ever walk past, like, a tree that's got, like, a lot of birds? Like, that's not got 800 birds. Like, that can't even be comfortable for the birds to be in this house. Right. 800 of them, you know? <laughs> a little cramped. Right. I'm trying to see what type of bird it was. It said in the story, it but said, I can't remember. Yeah. They're, like, little black birds, like, in the video. I forget what I the name I can't remember what are. kind of birds they were, but Either supposedly way. that's on their migrating route. House birds. So. Called house birds. <laughs> yeah. House birds. <laughs> Santa Claus birds. They come down your chimney. It's a fun name for them, actually. <laughs> Migrating from the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's wrap this up. I got to get out of here. We got uh, things to do today. Okay. Very important stuff. Um, but this was uh, another fun episode. Uh, let's do our thank yous. A big thank you to Jim Bob John for the music. Uh, Jim Bob John. So clever. Um, Talented. Yeah. Jessica Wong for the graphics. Uh, the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. Make sure you check out a bunch of they got so many podcasts now. Uh, Alexi is on 47 of them. <laughs> so if you want any more Alexi, go to at young Alexi underscore on Instagram and you can find her 47 other podcasts <laughs> um, all here at 604 Studios. Big thank you. Uh, and a uh, big thank you to you for watching and listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, getting tagged in people posts like uh, watching it at home and stuff like up on the TV yeah, or sharing the Spotify link and in their Instagram stories. Uh, all that means a lot. Keep commenting on the Nickelback stuff. Chad Kroger will be here one day. The Nickelback guarantee is still <laughs> in place. Alexi wore a Nickelback sweater last episode. We're fans, Chad. Just do it. Um, and yeah, just rate, review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Email us as Email well. Email us, uh, tylerandlynch at gmail.com. Actually, let's put out that ask, and we probably should have done this earlier, but what was your worst job and why? Send us a voice Send uh, us message. a voice memo about that, tylerandlynch at gmail.com. I'm sure there's some horrendous job stories that we can go through in the next episode. So get those in. We'll talk about that then. And uh, until then, producer Alexi, thank you. Thank and you. Chad Kroger, we will see you soon. 